Hey guys, welcome to Spirit Pig. This is the show that explores how to live a fulfilled life. I'm Duncan CJ and today I'm speaking with Elliot Hulse. Elliot is a former pro strongman, author, entrepreneur and personal development leader. And in less than 24 months, his inspirational YouTube channels attracted over 1 million subscribers. And he was named number one YouTube fan's favorite by Ryan Seacrest. One of the main reasons his videos gained such huge popularity was his holistic approach to health, fitness, physiology, psychology and life mastery. And his primary mission and call to action is become the strongest version of ourselves and empower others. Elliot, thank you so much for being here. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Now, I know that, I mean, I was, I was checking out like many of your videos and talks and blogs and vlogs. And, um, you said on one of them that uh, a man named Bob Hess once said to you, Elliot, the only mistake you will make is dreaming too small. How did, how did that idea, how did that resonate with you? Well, I'll tell you the story very quickly. I had just started out in my career as a personal trainer, and uh, and then I went out onto my own to start my entrepreneurial venture. And this was back in 2005, you know, it was, it was a while ago, and it was pretty easy to rank in Google at the time, and I, I quickly realized that if I could just master internet marketing, I could develop my clientele and build my business. So I took an internet marketing course in Atlanta. And uh, at the course, I met an older gentleman. You know, I was probably about 25 at the time. He was about twice my age, maybe 50. And we just, we hit it off. You know, we had lunch together and, uh, and then we stayed in contact via email and he sort of took on a mentorship role for me. And one of the things he advised me to do was to meditate you know, continue with the meditation practice in order to build up your business. It's not something that you get from most business coaches or, or mentors, but he was a successful businessman. And he said, make sure you're meditating, Elliot. And also make sure that you're affirming what it is that you're achieving. So uh, set your goals and every day use positive present tense affirmations to affirm that it's the case. And back then I was deeply in debt I uh, wasn't making very much money with my personal training business. My wife and I had our first daughter. We now have four children. And uh, we were struggling to make the payments on our house, which we ultimately foreclosed on, but that's another story. And uh, one of the things that he told me with regard to my affirmation was, Elliot, dream dream big, you know, decide what it is, what you want. And really the only mistake you're going to make with that is, is actually dreaming too small. And it was funny because at the time my ambition was to earn $10,000 a month, you know, from where I was, uh, $10,000 was going to change the whole world for me. It was going to make the biggest difference in the world for me. And I affirmed it and it happened within like Six weeks. It was amazing. <laughs> That's when I realized the power of my of my mind, the unconscious mind, and the power of affirmation and visualization. And when I got there, I, I was busting my face open. I was training people all day long. And I finally got to $10,000. And I realized what he was saying was absolutely true. I, my, my, my scope of uh, reality was, was still very small. And when I reached that goal, I realized that what he was saying was, you know, what it is you're thinking right now, Elliot, is probably too small. So get uncomfortable 
and think bigger. So I achieved the goal, and uh, then I had to go back and start all over again. And so is that, is that a practice that you've now carried through, through like, throughout your life ever since that moment? Oh, absolutely. Anything that I want to achieve right now, it's like it's already done. Whatever it is, it's making its way into my life. And I am limitless in my, uh, in my choices with regard to affirmation. I don't think there's anything that I can't achieve. It's a matter of aligning with it first and then attracting it in the physical world. And when you're talking about like the present tense and as if it's already happened. So, I mean, in terms of the language, what, that's, diff- that's the difference between saying I am X, Y, Z, as opposed to I, I would like or wouldn't it be nice or like I wish for. Because like, that's implying that mm-hmm. it's somewhere or out there as in like it's, it's you know, wouldn't it be nice, but I am. It's the, it's the confidence. It's the present statement. I am dot, 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 whatever you follow after that is almost like you can, you can, you can put whatever you want after that. It is the most powerful statement. I am. I mean, even in the Bible, when uh, I don't remember the exact story, but uh, uh, someone's wrestling. I don't remember who it is wrestling with God. It's a metaphor. And he's like, what is your name? Who are you? And he simply says, I am. And that is this, that is that open ended statement is you are whatever. You add to that. Whatever you think beyond that is what I am and what you are. You, you believe that world in which everyone is becoming the strongest version of themselves is is very real and it's and it's and it's tangible. That is that's something that that can happen. Can you describe that mission? Well, when you say the strongest, or when I say the strongest version of yourself, I'm not speaking about any particular ideal that the ego may hold in in uh, in kind at any particular time. Being the strongest version of yourself is being fully present with who we are at this particular moment and realizing that we're ever evolving. So whatever it is, wherever it is that we fall short in this moment, it is only a matter of time before we're, that awareness allows us the opportunity to grow fully into who we really are. So we are being the strongest version of ourselves. It's a dynamic thing. Anytime that we're uh, not satisfied anytime that we're fearful or that we're um, I caught myself yesterday doing it you know there's a course that I I've been meaning to make this video course for a while and uh I've been waiting and it I, I because I have a deadline coming up I started putting pressure on myself and I'm like I gotta get this thing done I gotta get it done now and I started trying to do it and it was not coming from the right place and I really had to check myself and I realize I'm coming from this place of fear. It's going to be done. It, it's like it's already done. But now I'm trying to make it happen. And I, that's been a, a habit of mine. That's, been a, that's how I've gotten to where I am is by forcing, by grinding. And I'm realizing more and more how fruitless that is, how many times I've wasted my energy and had to do things over again because it wasn't right, because I'm fearfully going after it rather than being the thing and allowing it to unfold. And another thing that which I, 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 have, I like is your, your view of failure, because I think especially like many of us, we can have this sort of backwards view of failure, like failure is seen as, you know, almost this negative thing. You turn that in the head, you know, we should love failure. We should embrace failure, failure as many times as we can. Failure is awesome. Like how, talk to me about that, 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 that different mindset around failure. 
Oh, man. Well, there's so many ways to look at it. But, but as a strength coach by profession, I realize the power of failure in growing stronger physically. Mm. You know, if you're, not, if you're not failing, that means you're not pushing yourself hard enough. You've got to get to a point, you know, if you're powerlifting, I was a professional strongman, that I'm training and I'm developing and I'm going to take attempts sometimes. And I'm going to fail those attempts sometimes. But what that gave me is an opportunity to write it down and say, hmm, okay, well, where was I weak? And if it was my deadlift, well, maybe my back is a little weak. I can go back and I could do some more pull-ups. Or maybe my legs were a little weak and I need to do a little bit more squatting. Or maybe my core is what gave in and I need to do more core strengthening. So every time I approach something that was outside the realm of my, my normal range and failed, it gave me an idea about, hmm, oh, that's where I'm, I'm not strong enough. I got to get a little faster. I got a little bit more stable. So I realized that it, the same thing applies in life. If you're trying to say you've got your podcast and your, your first attempt at developing the podcast, you fail. Well, then you could stop and say, well, where did I maybe uh, I need to get better equipment or maybe I need to get better uh, guests or maybe I need to take a class on how to speak. So there are failure is just an opportunity for you to take a look back and see where you drop the ball so that you can try. You can always try again. The only true failure is when you stop trying. You try again and you do a little bit better. That's just how you grow stronger. Looking back now and, you know, in the last sort of 20 years or so, like what, what would you say some of your most memorable standout failures have been? Oh, well, that's a good question. You know, because we're, I have to consider multiple areas of my life. When I think in terms of my career, um, like I just said a moment ago, uh, I was proceeding from a place of fear and anger for a lot of my early life. You know, one, I, I've got to prove myself. A lot of daddy issues. I think a lot of us, <laughs> you know, phallic narcissist types, like <laughs> I'm gonna do it. No one's gonna stop me. I'm, the... and I came from that particular place. I was able to achieve a lot, but I wasted a lot of energy trying to do things fast, trying to uh, uh, really conquer. You know, we use these terms because they're very pleasing to the ego and they're very pleasing to society grind and crush it and go hard and i get it because there's a time you need to do that but when it's coming from a place of lack when it's coming from a place of fear when it's coming from a place of anger and having to prove yourself man i wasted a lot of energy in that place so i don't know if i'd call it such a failure but it was uh it was a very unresourceful place to proceed from i know that recently there's been you know, a, like a lot of change. And, you know, I think in your own words, sort of the entire month of April seemed to be in sort of like a wormhole through which you finally emerged. Like, would you mind sharing sort of what you've been going through lately in this sort of the new Elliot, I think you describe it as? Well, uh, you know, I think the best story to uh, exemplify what my experience has been is Jonah and the whale. And if you've ever gotten an opportunity, there were children's stories and stuff, and it's in the Bible. And I remember reading it and, and uh, recently, you know, about a year ago, and thinking, yeah, that's exactly where I am. And if you know the story, Jonah was winning. Jonah was blessed. Jonah was popular. Jonah was wealthy. Jonah was the man in the city. And uh, me, I, I kind of related to that. You know, I 
top YouTube channel. People love me from all over the world. I'm winning. I'm doing well in business finally. I'm on top of the world. And at some point, God comes to Jonah and taps him on the shoulder and says, you know, I have some bigger plans for you right now. I know you like all this popularity and you like all this wealth, but trust me, I got something even better for you, but you're going to need to put this stuff aside for a moment. And, uh, and like myself and like most of us would be, Jonah was like, uh, maybe later. <laughs> I don't think so right now, God. So uh, I'm just going to pretend like I didn't hear that. And uh, I remember going through probably late, late 2014 wrestling in, internally, right? Because that's where God speaks to us in our heart. Wrestling internally. Something is calling me, but I can't stop doing what I'm doing because I'm winning right now. And I, there's no way I'm going to quit making YouTube videos. I'm not going to, it's going to, my whole business would collapse if I did that. So, you know, I was like, eh, I don't think so. And it just, that sense of incongruity and uh, in uh, uh, a lack of integrity just started eating at me, eating at me, eating at me. And, um, you know, fortunately at some point I decided to listen, but the story with Jonah was, uh, you know, you ignore that call. That's really, it's a call to adventure. You ignore that call and he ended up going out on a boat with his friends one day and a big storm came and he was thrust into the water, deep into the dark, watery, unconscious, right? Dark, water, wet, yin, that unconscious, that soulful place, the, the shadowy places within us. Not only that, but he ended up in the belly of a whale. And in that belly, in the belly of any beast, in our bellies, what happens? You're, you're being twisted and turned and broken down and digested. And the pieces of you that are of no worth anymore are pooped out. You're, all the waste is taken out and all the things that are nourishing, that are true about who I am and who you are and who Jonah was, rose to the surface so that you can be literally broken down and reborn like a phoenix, just completely obliterated. It's an ego dissolution so that he could rise back up and finally stand in the place where he is actually most powerful. The way the world perceives us is not nearly as powerful as the way God perceives us. It's what, what, what we're capable of in the eyes of God is always far greater than what the world thinks uh, is success. You know, the world wants you to have a particular car, but like, what the fuck is a car? A car is just this thing that's going to, at some point, break down and turn to dust like everything else. So, you know, for me, over the course of the past few years, it's been one of these death and rebirth opportunities that comes to all of us uh, at a particular time in our life. And uh, and I'm I'm so happy to have been able to to go with the flow and allow that to happen. And I am at a point right now where I literally feel like I'm emerging as a brand new construct, a brand new version of myself or how I would describe a stronger version of myself. And it's been this sort of transformation, which unless you had sort of surrendered, then could never have happened. You know, the defining virtue that's associated with the entire process is humility. You know, it was actually let going down just just saying i can't the word humility is interesting because the h-u-m the prefix of it 
is the same as humus, which is, you know, what the, the nourishing substance within the soil. You got to go down into the dirt where the substance of and uh, uh, growth happens, where the root system is. You got to go down into the humus. It's interesting that the word human also comes from that idea or, or that root word of humus. We're made of the dust. We're made of the dirt. Sometimes we have to go down into the dirt before we can truly rise up. I think a plant or a tree is a perfect metaphor. The deeper it goes down into that humus, the deeper it goes down into that dirt, the higher it can grow. You, know? I mean, you talked about that the resistance and um, how almost, you know, you were just like, um, no, maybe, maybe later I'm going to carry on doing what I'm doing. Yeah. And then during that time, didn't you, you, you got, you got some, you started like, it was, like, you, you, you started getting injuries. You um, like, like some, some business things were going wrong. And so, I mean, I guess that's clearly like your body and everything screaming saying like, Oh, take notice, take notice. Like everything started to almost like break down. Like your, your, your muscles, your like, everything was, was not going well, was it? <laughs> Yeah, big time. You know, that, that, when that call comes, that tap on your shoulder comes, if we don't take heed, we're going to, we're going to get off of our path. Really, you're going off of your path. And it's not like, you know, God's punishing you because you're not listening. It's, you're not on your path right now, buddy. And when you're not on your path, you're not lined up. And if you're not lined up, you are not, you're not in a position to actually reap the blessings that are there for you and you'll ultimately fall off. And I began to see these shaky patterns occur and my, my mind would be, became foggy and my body began breaking down and I began to see like this is actually happening. So I had better uh, humble myself and come into line, alignment with where this process is taking me rather than resisting. Uh, a lot of times what happens to, to, to men, you know, when they reach this stage, I'm always a little early. I had children when I was, I started dating my wife when I was 14. I started having children when we were 23. So I'm not midlife yet, but I'm, I'm experiencing what it's like to go through midlife for a man where you're, you, you spend a good portion of your early life in this triumphant stage and going after what the, really what the world is asking you to go after. And, uh, and at some point, if you're, you're awoken, you're tapped, you're asked to take a step back and look at like who you really are and what you're really put here to do. And if you don't heed the call, then that's when dis-ease normally makes its way into your life. You know, you start having mental breakdowns, relationships fail. Uh, this is when most men end up having diabetes come about or cancer come about if you're not eating right or taking care of your body. So um, it's, a, it's a blessing in my mind. It's a blessing to have this, to have those, again, the challenges, right? Uh, the failure. Like I, I, in order to be the strongest version of myself, I realized that I had to hit the, hit the ground. I had to fall apart. Just like with learning how to deadlift more, right? Uh, if I'm going to be able to to deadlift more, I need to I need to be challenged. You know, if I've always been deadlifting 600 pounds and I'm needing to deadlift 700 pounds, I'm going to have to take a completely different approach. I'm going to have to revolutionize my training. I'm going to have to revolutionize my mindset. I'm going to have to revolutionize my diet. I'm going to have to literally die to the old way of doing things and the old way of being, so that I could become the type of person that can deadlift 700 pounds because that's my true potential is to deadlift 700 pounds. 
So uh, knowing that my true potential is far greater than even what the world has seen gives me the confidence to let it all go, allow the process, and just watch how I grow stronger into the next phase. Has the uh, Are you clear what those sort of, the next sort of, uh, I guess, w- what this next phase is all going to be about? Or is this still happening as you go along? Are you still every day thinking like more insights or are you pretty clear have you got like okay i've got my vision i've got i've got my mission like or where are you right now well i've known from the beginning i've known uh, decades ago i knew exactly where i would be ultimately going i just didn't know how i was going to get there Hmm. and you know being a, a dynamic person and having you know most of us are having multiple different interests and hopes and dreams and ambitions and desires uh, I wasn't sure how I was going to achieve it all, but now I'm learning that all of my hopes, dreams, ambitions, and desires that uh, that came into my life early weren't all going to manifest at one time. This is interesting, right? Because say you're 23, 24, and like, I love this, I love this, I love this, and I love this. At some point, if you're going to be triumphant, you got to choose, and you got to be like, uh, okay, normally it's going to be you're going to choose based on money. So for me, I chose, well, I can be a personal trainer. Like, I love spirituality and meditation, and I love the Baha'i faith, which is my religion. So I got to kind of like choose here. It's like meditation and religion, eh, I could put that away because everybody loves abs. Everybody loves powerlifting. I can make more money that way. So being 23, 24 and having to make a choice, I was like, all right, you know, God in meditation. And I went hard and I got there and I did it and I was a winner. And then at some point, you know, when I started to really take a look and was like, you know, there's so much more to me than this. And I'm actually getting bored. You know, that's when it started tapping my shoulder. I was getting bored. I was like, you know, how, how long am I going to talk about deadlifting? How long am I going to talk about how to lose fat? Like, there's so much more to me. There's so much more to life. And as these things began to find their rightful place in the balanced approach, I have been bringing about those other pieces of the puzzle that I forgot about, that I left behind because they didn't seem profitable. And now I'm in a place where I could bring them all together and, and be the diamond, be the fully integrated, the fully balanced in, you know, I even call it the four layers of strength. I've been teaching this, but I ne- haven't necessarily been living it. Where I, I now, in this second half of my life, I'm so, I've created so much momentum with my fitness business and, you know, YouTube and so, so, much and so on and so forth that I can allow it to be a foundation, if you will, you know, a, a material foundation that I can now go back into developing my practice and my business and as it relates to the service of teaching meditation, in particular active meditation. And then also going back to the faith that I adopted when I was probably about 21 years old because I love the idea of unity and world peace and the oneness of God and the oneness of religion, which the Baha'i faith stands for, and how healing a message it is for the world and knowing that I've, I've got millions of people following me, if I'm going to fulfill my purpose and my destiny in this world and do the best that I can, I can't leave out the gift of meditation and faith. So the, the second half of my life is not finding something new or rediscovering. It's not about being something that I wasn't in the beginning. 
It's about picking up pieces that, or, or shedding light on things that I cast into the shadow that I could now integrate into the whole and uh, fully self-actualize, if you will. I think that leads perfectly onto the next question. So I think I kind of know where this is going. What does a fulfilled life mean to you? Well, that is so subjective. It's so individual. Mm. For me, look, I, I've been, I spoke about the four layers of strength, and I use this, this diamond to represent what I have been put here. Each one of us come here. I like astrology also. I'm big into a form of astrology called cosmic consciousness, which is astrology for the new age that was taught to me by uh, Stephanie Azaria, which is, an, is, is tremendous. It's beautiful. It's amazing. But uh, what I've learned, I'm a novice at this. I just do it for hobbies, uh, is that we're all born at a particular time, at a particular place, and the universe, if you could think of the universe, the celestial bodies, the stars, are like the human body. You know, it, it, it's constantly in cycles. And if you stop at a particular time, this is the form that you, that you, you're, you come into the world at. So we all come into the world at a particular time. It is believed that our soul chooses the exact time, the exact place, with the exact parents and the exact circumstances that your soul needs for your soul's evolution, for you to resolve unresolved issues, for you to shine where you're meant to shine, for you to achieve certain things, for you to wrestle with certain things. And uh, we're all very different in that regard. No two of us are exactly the same. No two of us have come here at the same place at the same time. Even twins are, are different in that regard. You know, one comes out and then... A minute later, the other one comes. They're, those are two different things. You showed up at this world. It's, you know? So we're all unique in that astrological aspect. So for me to say uh, what it is for you or someone else to be fully integrated would be completely uh, – that, that wouldn't be true. That wouldn't be right. So it's a matter of getting in touch with who we are, you know, who I am, who Elliot Hulse is. For me, I mean, I, it's based on principle – so it's, it's not like I'm you know, making stuff up that doesn't apply to everyone else, but it's where, what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about fitness and health. You know, I'm, I'm passionate about the body. I'm passionate about emotions. I'm passionate about God. I'm passionate about the four layers of strength. You know, I call it and neuromuscular strength, the body, physiological strength, physiology, uh, energetic strength, the world of the mind and the soul. And life mastery strength, which is essentially what you're going to do with who you are for the world. You know, becoming the strongest version of yourself is of great value to no one if you're not of service to the world. And that's the fourth layer. What is one thing all our listeners can do today that will have a massive impact on their lives? You know, I, it's not a matter of what you do. It's a matter of who we're becoming. And who we're becoming is a process of how we think about ourselves, how we speak about ourselves and the words we use to describe the world we live in, uh, and the actions and habits that we, we engage in. So be very mindful. Be very mindful about what, what, you're, what kind of thoughts you're harboring and entertaining. Are they resourceful? Are they making you feel good? If you're, if you're feeling a great way to know what you're thinking about is to get in touch with how you're feeling. And if you're feeling depressed, go back and, and, and review what kind of thoughts you're harboring, you know. And if you're, if you're engaging in 
negative self-talk, then it's just going to be a self-perpetuating, uh, you know, cycle downwards. So I guess if I had to boil it down to one thing, it would be mindfulness. Just be mindful. Be mindful of, of, of the most important or the root of where our physical world manifests, and that is in our thoughts. Be mindful of what you're thinking about and what you're saying. Last but not least, how can people find out more about you and your work? Where can we send them? Oh, that's wonderful. Well, uh, you can Google my name, Elliot Hulse, and you'll find, I mean, I've got multiple YouTube channels which have thousands of videos on it. Uh, I also have ElliotHulse.com, which is my old website. I don't really update it very much, but uh, I recently created a new one called GroundingCamp.com. And this is where I'll be talking about those other aspects of what I believe, uh, what I know makes me whole and what I hope to serve the world with to help you know, the world, empower the world to become whole. And that's bioenergetics, active meditation, and the Baha'i faith. Elliot, thank you very much for speaking with our audience today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for having me on the show, Duncan. Duncan.